And KDXU, we've developed this program called AG Approved. And basically what it is, if, uh, if you give us, uh, say, your service, your product, your food, whatever it is uh, that you sell, and uh, I evaluate it. If I find it to be of superior quality, then we give it the AG Approved stamp of approval. Sounds, uh, let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, it sounds just like this. Experience matters, and that's one of the reasons I approve of Robert J. DeBryan Associates and their local attorney, Jared Casper. Now, I've gotten to know Jared the last year and a half. Uh, he used to work for the insurance companies, and now he's seen the light. He knows their tactics and works hard for his clients to get them everything they deserve. It's Robert J. DeBryan Associates. They are AG approved. Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. The number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Oh, yeah, that's me. Thanks for tuning in today, 10 minutes after 9 o'clock. And we did just get our sixth qualifier. Sorry if you didn't qualify. We're, we're going to be giving away more of these staycations. Uh, tomorrow morning, That though, I will draw a name. We have uh, six qualifiers. Richard G., Tom, Tom uh, I'm not going to give his last name, Marie, uh, Richard H., Kelly, and Paul just got qualified here just a couple of minutes ago. For that giveaway, a, a stay at My Place Hotel here in town, plus uh, food credit to Binge's Thai Garden and two tickets to the Hotel California Eagles Tribute. So, pretty cool deal. And uh, like I said, stay tuned. We love giving stuff away here on KDXU. I have a special guest via the telephone right now. It's M- Rod Meldron. Rod, how you doing, man? Hey, Andy, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Long time no talk. Good. Yeah, it's, it's been a while <laughs> yeah. since we've been it's on been together, but but I remember you. And you guys have a <laughs> yeah, huge... Absolutely. You guys have a huge event oh. coming up this weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about it? So exciting. Yeah, absolutely. This is the uh, the International Book of Mormon Evidence Conference in conjunction with the Firm Foundation Expo. And we have uh, kind of an extra special speaker this time. We've never had him before, but I had the opportunity to meet with, uh, with, with him up at his ranch in Idaho, and it's uh, Glenn Beck. Wow. So uh, so Glenn, Glenn asked how he could help with our conferences, and I said, well, how about if you speak? <laughs> that would be uh, i said I, I i could probably arrange that he says but uh I, I can't come out to it because you know it's he has a whole entourage of, of uh, security people and so forth and and i said well, it, we're, well we're going virtual this time and so he said you know what i would be happy to do that and i, I I've, I've watched his uh his presentation we just got it yesterday and i'm telling you what it's 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 totally worth the price of admission just to hear because uh, Glenn doesn't get that many opportunities to speak directly to a you know an LDS you know primarily audience, and yeah. uh, so because he's usually talking to uh, you know a, the whole world, a more national audience and <laughs> yeah. so forth. So so he has an opportunity to kind of open up about his thoughts and feelings about you know the Book of Mormon and uh, and and how it's a he actually it's it's called the title of his talk is called a uh, a clock and a map. Clock and a map, and how the Book of Mormon provides uh, information about uh, about where we are in the latter days, kind of thing, and uh, those of us who are of the LDS faith, and and uh, and, and where we at. So it gives us a, a clock, kind of a timing thing, but also a map of kind of how we can uh, make it through the things that are that are happening in our nation right now. now so, you, yeah, you have it's, a web. It's amazing talk. You have a website, bookofmormonevidence.org, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, I, yeah. I kind of wanted to rewind a little bit, and maybe, Rod, have you have me tell sure. you about yourself a little bit and, and about your website. Yeah. 
Well, uh, probably about uh, 12, 13 years ago, I actually was doing research. There was a big controversy about DNA in the Book of Mormon and mm-hmm. and uh, being in, a, in the scientific field. Basically, I, I, I jumped in the middle of that with the genetics research and so forth and, and uh, discovered that there is actually pretty overwhelming evidence uh, for uh, Hebrew culture, basically Hebrews being here in America in the time frames that the Book of Mormon talks about. But not down in Central America, but it's all in North America and among the Algonquin-speaking language groups of Native American Indians. And and I started sharing that uh, in, in different conferences. We had our first conference at the Zermatt Resort up here in, in Midway, Utah, um, 12 years ago. And we've had the semi-annual conferences since. And this is the 26th consecutive semi-annual conference. And I <laughs> I think and I think we had uh, like 200 people at the first conference that we did. Um, the last one that we did that wasn't a virtual event, we had about 7,500 people there. Wow. Holy and cow. And we had uh, about uh, 81 speakers, 165 classes. Um, many of those classes was repeated over the course of the three days so people can hear them, but we don't have any repeat courses. This one is fantastic because people can basically access the conference for three full months. Um and on, they can watch on any device. You can watch it on your phone, your tablet, your iPhone, your your computer, what have you. If you if you know how to do it, you can hook up your TV so and and, and watch them from there. But we have um, this is a, you know, like I said, the 26th consecutive one, and uh, we have I think 60 speakers and uh, and about uh, 70 something actual um, presentations, courses, if you will. What what's your ultimate? What's your ultimate goal here, Rod? Is it is it to uh, just kind of fellowship with other people of similar beliefs? Is it to try to convince people, or is it just to, I don't know, present some information and entertainment? No. Yeah, it's it, it's it's not entertainment necessarily. It's definitely educational. Um, we have we actually have six different areas of focus that we that, that our speakers talk about. So, for example, we have uh, David Barton. Um, he's obviously he's not a member of the LDS faith, and we have. We have a number of people who are not of our faith that that, uh, that are just experts in their particular field. So, for example, we do a lot of the Book of Mormon research, which is what kind of my specialty is and things, and then we have uh, numerous speakers on that. We have uh, many speakers on the signs of the times, things like Ezra's eagle prophecies and so forth, which uh, a lot of you know Christian folks uh, uh, believe in. It's one of the apocryphal writings that were removed from the Bible, but, uh, but, was, uh, but Ezra was a... Uh, was considered a prophet back then. Uh, we have science and religion courses. We have uh, self-reliance and health things. A lot of people are, uh, are looking more into self-reliance now with all the things going on and, and uh, possible shortages of things like, you know, TP and et cetera. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? And then you got the, we have constitutional studies and world events. Um, you know, what, what's going on in the world? We have uh, experts in all those fields. We have people like uh, Tim Ballard for Operation Underground Railroad. He, yeah. a lot of people don't know that he first that the first the first big conference he ever spoke at um, when he came out with the or before he actually came out with Operation Underground Railroad was uh, his two books called the American Covenant books, and he was at one of our very first conferences. So that's one of the first times he ever spoke at a conference. Was one of my events here with the with the Firm Foundation. Hmm. And uh, so he's going to be talking about the American Covenant stuff. Um, we have uh, experts like uh, Jonathan Neville, his former JAG attorney, and, and Wayne May, archaeology 
guy that uh, has uh, Ancient American magazine and so forth that he's done. We have uh, Avraham Gileadi. A lot of people know about him. He's a uh, he is a uh, Isaiah scholar and uh, so forth. And then uh, wow, have, I- I'm impressed already. Uh, if you can be a scholar on yeah. Isaiah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of a toughie for a lot of people, but I tell you, he makes it really come clear. And and uh, so I, I'm I'm kind of uh, you know we're just you know really excited about having Glenn. Um, very, very difficult to get him to do this. He's, a, he's our keynote speaker, and uh, and and like I said, his his, his talk alone is, is. I mean, he does an actual one of his uh, chalkboard things that he does. You know, if you ever watch The Blaze or watched Fox News or whatever, he has this chalkboard thing, and yeah. and he's talking about how the Book of Mormon is is the blueprint of what we're going through. If you want to know what's coming on. Uh, in the future, uh, what's what's happening in our country, and kind of an explanation of that, um, the Book of Mormon has answers to that. And we have we have people like Lynn Ridenhower, who's a Baptist minister, he's an ordained Baptist minister, and he teaches from the Book of Mormon to mm-hmm. uh, to uh, Baptist congregations around the country because it has so much information about the about liberty, about the United States, about uh, covenant lands and and uh, promised lands, and so forth. So it's awesome. The conference starts it's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow at 9 a.m.? Yeah, it starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Um, the, the, everything will be uh, turned on. Basically, all you have to do is you go to bookofmormonevidence.org um, if you want to get signed up. Now, uh, we have a lot of people. We have several thousands of people who are subscribers already. For them, it will be $30 for the, uh, to, to stream the, the conference for everybody else. Basically, if you're not a subscriber, it's only $45 to access it, and you get three months of access. So that's only 15 bucks a month to be able to, to uh, take in all of these uh, um, speakers. But there's also almost uh, 600 additional presentations from our previous conferences, wow. and you can uh, peruse all of those. So it's about 600 hours of, of, uh, of the most intensive research that's ever been assembled together on these topics in one place. So. Um, you definitely get your money's worth if you uh, if you um, sign up and, and uh, do it, become a member. It's a twenty six yeah, subscriber, I should say. Twenty six International Book of Mormon Evidence Tour. It's the second virtual conference. Do you has there been a drop off since you've gone virtual, or has it been okay? Um, actually, it's uh, it's increased pretty, pretty wow. dramatically. Wow, yeah, that's so. that's great. So I, 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 the one we did last spring, we tried to do it live streaming, and that didn't work so well. <laughs> we yeah. have, the, the school we were in uh, didn't have enough, quite enough bandwidth and so forth, and so we decided to have everything pre, pre-done, pre preloaded. And so that's uh, so there should be no issues. You can just go on to uh, bookofmormonevidence.org. Um, the actual streaming site is bookofmormonevidencestreaming.com. And, uh, and, but if you go there, you, you know, it'll, it'll – Ask you if you're a member or whatever, you know, a, a subscriber or not. Okay. So it's easy if you got if, if somebody's not already a subscriber to go to the um, evidence dot org and and uh, just click on. There's a message from from Glenn right there, and then the, then just below that is a uh, place where you can um, sign up for register for the conference. And you can do it, uh, you know, today, tomorrow, or uh, you can even do it, you know, a little bit later if you need to. He's Rod Meldrin. Rod, are you busy in administrative type stuff, or are you going to be one of our speakers? Um, yes, I actually have. Uh, I have uh, a couple of things. I have an introduction thing that that that, that we're doing, and then also we have. Uh, I have an in-depth four-hour 
uh, presentation on Signs of the Times, which includes the things like uh, 9-11, um, and then the 2008 stock market crashed, and these are seven-year increments. There's really interesting things going on as far as these uh, these eclipses. There's one in 2017. There's one coming up in 2024. It has some real significance. We have uh, experts on time frames about the the, uh, the three three and a half year periods and so forth about three cleansings that involve uh, and well, involve actually the church and the Gentile nations and then the in the Jews. Wow. And if you'd like to know more about that, kind of, kind of laying out this stuff, the things that we're seeing in the streets, the riots and the looting and the the, uh, the, the, the division that's going on in our country, yeah. it's all been basically seen before in this uh, book that happened about 2000 years ago. All right, Rod, I got to run. Thank you so much. Good luck with your conference. Yes, Andy, thank you. Bookofmormonevidence.org is the website. Thanks again, Rod. You betcha. Thank you, Andy. Have a great day. All right, you okay. too. 922 on KDXU, and uh, guess who I've got in the house? He's sitting here listening and being a good boy over there, Kenny Nielsen, the mayor of Washington City. Ken, how you doing? Oh, dude, can you push the red button on mic one? Apparently your, your mic got turned off. Red button, mic one. How am I? There you go. Oh, there are. we go. Yeah, nice and strong. I love nice that. Nice and strong. Yeah. How's it been, Kenny? Everything doing I've been right? good. Yeah, it's been um, busy, very busy. You know, my profession, I'm in the construction supply business, and that's seen a lot of uh, dramatic changes in pricing for supplies. I was, I was going to say, we just a little while ago, uh, uh, Jeremy Larkin was on here talking about the price of lumber has, uh, right. like, almost well, more than twice as much as it used to be. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I, I don't personally know the reason why I have some suspicions, but it's more political than anything. It's funny. I actually asked Jeremy. I'm like, what do you think that is? And he's like, <laughs> well, that's because um, – it's, it's because the – well, I'm not sure is what he said. <laughs> so and, – and that's just it. I mean, obviously, you can – you can uh, throw inflation in there, I guess, if you want. Maybe you could You could almost say, what about all the wildfires running? Maybe we don't get as much lumber. I don't know. But yeah. uh, the, I, th- I think one of the things, Kenny, that I would point to is, uh, what, about four or five months ago, the government uh, sent everybody a check, and it was basically money out of nowhere. It was money right. they made up. And when you give up people a whole bunch of money and it's not real money, then it affects the market and things are going to start going up. I they think are. that's a big part of it. I, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but I, I'm going to have a tendency to agree with you. I I think fortunately and then unfortunately, when we receive stimulus money like that, yeah. our tendency really isn't to put it into an IRA. No. Our tendency is that, well, let me go buy that couch or let me... Yeah. do this or let's go on that vacation yeah. which is okay a UTV however whatever, our yeah. new tv <laughs> uh you know a, a good set of uh, golf clubs or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey can i do a, a public service announcement no oh, yeah of golly. course of course you can <laughs> well I, and that, it's just I, I want to uh talk to the those cyclists that get up real early in the morning and go cycling, mm-hmm. which I do. I just want to remind you that please start wearing reflective clothing because uh, when you're wearing very dark clothing, you may not believe this, but you are not easy to see. Practically invisible. You, yep. uh, and I, I'm, a, I'm a bicycle enthusiast, and if you check with all the bike shops, they're probably two or three weeks out for you to get a bike anyway, so that means there's a 
twice twice as many bikers out there. So you yeah. cyclists out there, if you're wearing dark clothes, change it to light clothes so that you're protected and and we don't have any disastrous events happening in that manner. I even had I had a relative of mine that uh, I used to be a motorcycle rider, always always driving around on my motorcycle and. Uh, this relative of mine used to get angry at me because I wouldn't wear reflective clothes on the motorcycle. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I got, I've got light. I've got tail lights and headlights. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Somebody yeah. sees you from the side, they're not going to see anything if you're wearing black clothes. Yeah. So, but it's a personal reason too, because one of my family members was hit by a, by, by a car, mm. not anything real major, but probably didn't see him. Huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see him. Tough deal, you know. And we love, we all love to get out. But pick your pick your outdoor activity, whether it's cycling or maybe like hiking. Uh, me, I spend a lot of time on the pickleball courts. I know you do. Uh, have you tried our new ones yet? I have. Yes, up, uh, up by the Warm Spring. I have, and I will say two things about that. Number one, love the courts, the way they're laid out, the the how they're painted, and everything. Absolutely gorgeous. My only complaint is it's close enough to the freeway that the whole time you're playing, you hear <laughs> the whole time. So it's hard to actually talk to your people you're playing with. Right. Of the Plus, you, you'll need to learn to focus more, right, uh, yeah, on that's the true. game. I actually don't mind it as much, but, like, we go, we'll usually go play doubles with another couple. Sure. And I don't talk much when I play anyway, so it doesn't bother me that much. But I know my wife and the other couple, they like to talk, and they can't hear each other. And, you know, yeah, that yeah. Is, so. Well, pickleball. Is really a social event, isn't it? Very much so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and there are a few of us that get a little too intense and want to win too badly. Too bad, but, well. Uh, that's a personal problem right here. Sure, that, so. yeah, I'm not going to talk about that either because I kind of have that issue myself. <laughs> I got to play last night, uh, Kenny, over at, at Sullivan there in, in yeah. Washington City uh, with uh, three other guys. And uh, I usually play couples. There's usually mixed doubles right. kind of thing. It was pretty intense playing with three other guys. Really? So, I mean, the, the the level of play was a little higher. They're more athletic, and uh, we all wanted to win really badly. Sure. So it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like pickleball. I've only played it a couple of times, but the first time I played, I was um, playing, and some gentleman clear across the other courts yelled, "Get out of the kitchen!" And I thought, <laughs> "Well, I'm not hungry. I'm you know, I'm not in a kitchen. I'm not hungry." Whatever that kitchen means. <laughs> yeah, you gotta got to stay out of the kitchen. You don't want to get burned, right? You don't want to get burned. So, Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing You're all right. Good? Doing all right. Yeah, I'm a little sore. We played two and a half hours last wow. night, and I'm feeling it. Yeah. Uh, I played with my one of my buddies uh, is Troy over at Barbecue Pit Stop. He's oh, like okay. he's like 32 or so. Right. He's young. And uh, when we got done, he's like, I'm going to feel this tomorrow. I said, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet, young fella. <laughs> wait wait until you're in your 50s, 50s or 60s, right man. Then, yeah, then, then wait until you're really in your 60s. Thing. I don't know who that is, but it's, it's a person <laughs> talking right now. If you want to call into the show, Mayor Kenny Nielsen is uh, my mayor today on uh, Mayor Thursday. This is, I, you know, I, I there's a few people like, ah, you have to do a mayor every week. But most, about I would say 95% of the people that give me feedback on Mayor Thursday is positive because well, they, they really like having the mayors of the different uh, municipalities here in the county come in and talk about their city, talk about kind of what's going on, maybe some of the issues you guys are facing. So it's real, I think it's been a tremendous success having you and John and and the other John and Rick and Chris and uh, well, I forget that the, the, we had the enterprise mayor on, we've okay. had the Colorado city mayor on, we've had Leeds mayor on. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, good for you. Good for you. And we, I'm, I'm not so sure this is a favorite thing for me to do, but I enjoy <laughs> it. I think it's fun to, well, what about to all the able... money we give you for coming? Oh in? yeah. You know, 
The only thing I would really ask for is maybe a sleeve of Pro V1s, but other than that. <laughs> uh, that see, I don't, I'm not a golfer anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I, got, I actually gave up golf in the 90s. Did you really? Uh, when my kids when were When you were little. shooting in the 90s or in the 90s? No, in the 1990s. <laughs> uh, I was probably shooting in the 90s too, but I, I uh, yeah, when I had five little kids at home yeah. uh, this wasn't time for tough. golf that makes it tough so yeah, i just haven't tough. ever gotten back but there's a few things going on in washington if you want me to share them while we're waiting for phone calls Let, let's do this okay. i'm going to take a okay. weather break and then when we come back we'll talk about some of the upcoming events going on in washington city we'll talk about the fact that they are operating right now without a city manager yeah. and how that's coming and whether a new one is close we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll pursue all that in just right a minute on. kenny okay, okay. Welcome back. It is Thursday morning. Happy Thursday. Sunshiny Thursday. 73 degrees already. And uh, like I said, we're climbing to the mid-90s. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning into the show. I have It's Mayor Thursday. I have Washington City Mayor Kenny Nielsen. Good morning. Yeah, how are you doing, Kenny? Great. Life is good. How often do you golf? You were talking about golf a minute ago. Just, uh, i got to plead the Fifth Amendment on that one. You're, you're not going to tell me. I'm not going to tell you. Because you might incriminate yourself in front of your wife. Yes. So Thank you. are you like, are you like, like Raymond, Raymond and everybody loves Raymond. You sneak <laughs> off every chance you get. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. What's your handicap? Uh, 14 clubs. and <laughs> Your handicap is you play golf. <laughs> I play golf. <laughs> I, you know, in my younger days when I was doing a lot of golfing and it was really uh, with clients and uh, I had it down to about a two or a three. Wow, that's uh, impressive. So I'm back up to a little. Did you did you have still single digits? But visions of grandeur of maybe someday being a tour player. No. Come on, two well, handicap I've, is I've really good. I played with a couple, and as I've watched them, I realized that I am so far out of their league. <laughs> when well, they're telling me, I played 18 holes with Fuzzy Zeller. Oh, really? He, those of you that are older than 50, I remember Fuzzy. Fuzzy yeah. Zeller. He shot like six under. It was at the Ryder Doral Open, and it was where the company I worked for was Ryder. And after that, he said, "Gentlemen, I've got a little tweak in my that I've got a I've got a little something in my swing. I've got a tweak, and, I, and, and this is after 18 holes. Okay, I've got to go hit about a thousand balls and work that out. And I thought, mm, I saw nothing wrong with a his thousand? game." I don't, I don't think I could hit more than 100 and, and have a sore shoulder. <laughs> so yeah. that's the level of commitment that they have and really are re- probably required to have to stay at that level. Okay, Washington City uh, has uh, an opening right now as city manager. Pretty we big do. job. It's Pretty big, a job. Really big job. What did we say, 200 and something employees? I think we're, you know, we're 100 and about 180 full-time, and then we get up to around 250 part-time. And for those of you that aren't familiar with city government, the city manager is appointed by the by the city council, right? Uh, or hired by the city council, right. and uh, they may also have the power to get rid of the city manager exactly if they so right. choose to do so. And it's a contract; it's a year to year contract. And and this is the guy. The city manager is the guy who kind of runs the day to day of the city. He can, you know, the, the policies aren't implemented by him, but he's the one that makes sure the policies work. And uh, it's a big job. It's a, it's a tough job. Unfortunately, we've seen uh, in the past uh, three or four decades, I've seen many city managers who, uh, whether they buckled under the pressure or whatever, they got in a little bit of trouble. There's some that got arrested, some that uh, got fired. 
for for things like that. And so not only is there a lot of pressure with this job, but there's also you have a lot of control and access and some right. of them do things they're not supposed to do. It just happens, folks. And uh, and it, so it takes a strong person. And I guess to that end, you guys are being very careful on, on in the hiring process we at are. this point. We are. We, we had 42 applications. We have narrowed it down to two. So we've gone through down the, to two, uh, and you're not allowed to tell us who they are yet. No, oh, we it. have. Um, we've we went through some interviews. First first round interview, we we sent out a uh, basically an informational test, if that's the right word. I'm like a word, and uh, we had them respond, and then we went through those uh, mayor and council and our HR director, and we sifted that down to. Nine. Nine or ten. Nine, yeah, I think is what I heard. And then we have sifted that down to two, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll make our final determination next week. Can I, so. Is one of them a current employee? I can't tell you. Oh, come on, Kenny. You're killing me over here. I know. I'll have to shoot you. <laughs> Uh, you, oh, you can, can I say me? that on the radio? Well, oh, in these in these times, probably I'm no, I, I apologize. You pub, your public out there to, yeah. to say that in and we, that light. We, we've got some events. We want to talk about the events coming sure. up, but I also wanted to ask you real quick about the 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 whole uh, Robert Covington statue controversy. Is that all gone away? Is that is that now out of mind? It's it's not gone away, but it has um, gone to a, a simmer rather than a boil. <laughs> okay, is that a good way to put that? Sure, sure. Well, well, I mean, to, to recap, basically. Uh, you received a letter saying something to the effect of you need to get rid of this uh, Robert Covington statue because it harkens back to a time in our country when there was slavery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, I felt like, and I know you felt the same way, that this this letter was actually kind of way off mark. They didn't understand anything about it. And uh, besides which, uh, Robert Covington was actually uh, anti-slavery, right. not, not pro-slavery. He, he had had slaves when he was younger and ended up letting those slaves go free and, and really promoting freedom and uh, I just thought, who who writes a letter like that if they don't even understand the situation? Right. It's a letter written. I don't know the motivation. Well, I do know the one, the motivation. But if you would get the facts, you would understand that the reason we celebrate Robert Covington and others was, you know what? This guy was asked to come down to a desert yeah. with ten families originally, carve out a niche. And, and let's set that desert part up. See all these beautiful trees and grass over yeah. here that we're looking at right now? Those weren't here. They there were, were rocks here. and sagebrush. Rocks and, and sagebrush dirt. and rattlesnakes and lizards. Scorpions. And scorpions. And so they come down, and I can't even imagine how they felt. Some families had enough, and they went back to, mm-hmm. back to Salt Lake. But these folks stuck it out, made it work, made this desert bloom. And that's why, Andy, you and I are here. Yeah. As a result of that. It's not because he was a slave owner. You know, and, and quite frankly, he he let his slaves free and did not sell them to another plantation. Right, right. He, he set them free. free. Yeah. He set them free. I, I, think, I think we should respect that and yeah. the things that he accomplished while he was here. I'm... I'm quite disappointed that we don't allow people to uh, say they make a mistake and we usually just beat that into their brain till they're dead why don't we forgive them and why don't we move on because isn't life really about 
how we make changes, and how we improve ourselves each and every day. That's my that's my philosophy and my thinking, and I hope every day I'm trying to do something different. Maybe I can influence somebody with a handshake or a fist pump now yeah. um, and make them feel better about themselves rather than let's, let's just keep digging up the past because that's really what we all want to do is dig up the past so that we can have something up on somebody. I just find that absolutely incredulous that we continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and, and think about I guess a cynic would say, well, if they made a mistake and they keep making it, then they're likely to, to make it again. Right. Uh, but, you know, to me, there's a difference between a mistake and a pattern, and and they might be right. If there's a pattern of someone making the same mistake, I mean, we talked about, you know, some, there, there have been city managers who keep they keep getting jobs and they keep getting hired and then fired over and over again, and that, that goes on to the employer, I guess, for not doing their homework and not vetting them very well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's a pattern, that's different. But if it's it's a one-time thing or if it was, say, 20 years ago and, and you've changed. And, I mean, we look at our president of the United States. There's a lot of people that look at his past and go, well, he's three, twice divorced and he, he was known to, to, you know, fool around or whatever in the past. And, like, well, yeah, but has that happened in the last 20 years, right. you know, yeah. 10 years, whatever? I, I don't think so. So, and I'm glad I'm not being held accountable for some of the things I did when I was, say, 40 years ago when I was in my teens. True. So. <laughs> we always keep being reminded of our past by whoever, you know, yeah. and I, I guess I've got a little naivety in my mind, but why? Yeah. Why don't we treat people as all of us matter? You know, it doesn't matter what race, religion, species, or if that's the right word. <laughs> we all matter. Have you had some BLM issues in Washington City? Not to an extent that would be really discussable. And, okay. you know, we we hear it and, and that, but we haven't had, we have not. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Keep Washington peaceful. Uh, Want to talk, well, let, let's go over, you said you had some events I just have a let's, let's do things. that we right have, now. We yeah. have our Washington uh, City Night, our annual event. You know, mainly really for Washington City residents to come up to the community center, grab a hot dog. I don't know how we're going to handle it this year with COVID, but we'll have something <laughs> for you. But we we want you to meet our all the department heads in our departments, and we allow you, we want you to come swim and just enjoy the evening. And that's on the fifth. That's Monday the fifth from six to eight. Okay. We usually have held it longer, but we're just going to keep it a couple hours and. And we'd like you to come up and say hi to the uh, mayor and council and our department heads and the staff that, that really make our city run. That's going to be at the community center? That's at the community center. And will we have a new city manager in place by October 5th? We could. We could? I want to just keep this. In, I want to keep you in suspense. Oh, come on. You're killing me. You're killing <laughs> and then, Andy, to get off that subject, on the 13th of October... We, we, as you all, we all know that we've redone our main street uh-huh. and interesting side light there is we, we opened it up on a Friday and that Sunday was the deluge. Yeah. The flood. And it yeah. worked exactly how it was. No houses flooded on main no street. No houses Not flooded. Awesome. And I received a few phone calls of thanks from some of our great residents on, on main street who endured almost a year of torn up roads and yeah, all that. Yeah. We really appreciated their 
their willingness to do that and really not a lot of uh, issues. But we're going to ribbon cut that at 5.30 in the afternoon and then we're going to all ride up to the boilers and we're going to ribbon cut the boilers. We're going to open up the boilers. We already we already have it open and, and what's been really interesting is we've had a lot of people that go up there to go swimming. Yeah, I saw yeah. Well, it was like 80-something-year-old guys yeah. who used to swim in there when he was a kid and yeah. now he's now he's doing it officially in the Boilers in Park. The, in the Boilers does, Park. Does it have any? Is it Warm Springs Park? It's, we've called it the Boilers and Conservation uh, Conservancies. I should know, but it's the Boilers. Um, and the Boilers. And we have uh, actually partnered up with the, the Conservancy District. They, they've they uh, helped us plant and secure desert flora, and they're going to help us uh, as you walk around through the boilers, you can see the boiler park. You can see all the, the native plants like they have up at, the concert, up at their desert garden. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. You know, I, I've had a lot of people that have just been flabbergasted at how beautiful that is. Up it there. is It is very beautiful. By the way, uh, I lived in Washington City for 19 years. Right. Never swam in the boilers. Well, you better get up. I know. Uh, my kids have. All my kids have been over there, but I've never actually actually swam in the boilers. The, the, the temperature is... is I, I think it's... Uh, you know, I've been telling a lot of people, uh, I, I think it's constant 72 degrees. I could be wrong, but it's a constant... It's a constant temperature because that the boilers, the water that's um, mm-hmm. uh, generated through the springs, it's fresh water every day. I remember as a kid, we, we'd go up there, we'd try and get up there real early in the morning, and you could... Well, I'd actually drink it, you know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that now, folks. No, I'm not so sure you want to do it now unless you had one of those purifying straws or something. Yeah. Yeah. The Boilers Park, by the way, that's uh, just across from the fire station on Buena Vista. And um, it's it's really weird. If you come at it from the south, southwest, uh, it's actually, even though it's there in plain sight, it's easy to miss. You you, zip on by and you don't even notice it. It's a bunch of trees and you just go by and... Yeah, but but it is there, and if you it, maybe if you're driving up Buena Vista and, and headed toward you know Brio that way, you might actually maybe slow down a little bit and look to your right toward the freeway, and you'll be like, "Hey, when did that part get right. here?" That's kind of what <laughs> I did had one time. People ask me that. Yeah. Well, how long have you had that? Oh, I see. I'm 63, probably 63, at least 63 years, and I know 1857 <laughs> that was there. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's 100 and what 163 years right mm-hmm. there. So, Been there a long time. something like that. All right. Uh, Kenny, we've got to get one more time out in, sure. uh, and then uh, we'll uh, go to some phone calls. It is 948 on KDXU. Uh, real quick, I want to just say thank you so much to Joe Shoney. Joe Shoney is a sponsor of this show, has been since I've been here. Uh, his specialty is customer service when it comes to to the loan business. He does, uh, of course, uh, home refis, home loans, home equity lines, whatever you might need when it comes to a loan. Joe Shoney is your guy because he's going to take care of you. It's really good at customer service. In fact, if you go online and you look at a, go to socialsurvey.me website, he has 438 reviews and averages 4.91 out of five stars. It doesn't get much better than that. The latest one, Joe and his team were prompt, helpful, and kept us informed every step of the way. Excellent service with an exclamation point, five stars. Uh, Catherine says, Joe always comes through. Best lender I've used. He always gets the job done. That's uh, from Catherine in Washington City. Uh, another five-star review. Give Joe a call today, 435-590-6300, or email him, joe.shoney 
at NAFINC.com. We'll be right back. It's a Thursday. Today's the 24th day of September. It's actually the last Thursday in September. Can you believe that, Mayor? The, uh, Isn't that incredible? Thursday's almost, or September's almost, almost done. over. Hey, hey Andy, may I, uh, I have a wonderful city council. Uh-huh. And they're listening to you and, and me, it sounds like, because I got you, the... Did you screw new, up? Well, I did. I want to <laughs> I want to make the correction. The boilers and Natural Spring and Conservation Garden. That's the name of the boiler. Natural Spring and Conservation Garden. Garden. That's a that's a mouthful. That though, is I a mouthful. Say. Is there like an uh, maybe well, it says the, bre- the, the logo shows the boilers and then and okay and the the other a natural spring and well, conservation can we, garden. We might as well amend it. The boilers, the natural spring, conservation garden, and pickleball courts and pickleball courts and playground and playground. Yeah. Okay. I think and we got them all covered. Restore the old tunnel through the freeway so that you can come out from. Through the tunnel and through the freeway. The, it used to be the, pretty spooky the, when the you go street, through that. Oh, the Main Street Tunnel. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great that Main Street is done. Yeah. Um, honestly, my my wife works for Washington City. Right. She had to find another way to work for the last. Uh, <laughs> how how long has that been oh, under construction? I'm, I, I can't remember. I think we. Should, at least I know it was over six months. So yeah. it was probably about a year. She was, I don't, I don't know that, I, I'm sure the Main Street people were more happy that it was done than she was, but she was right among the top of people that were happy that it got finished, for sure. Me too. And actually, I think everybody is and I, was. I have a daughter that works at Red Barn, and she was the same thing. She couldn't go Main Street to get oh, to Red Barn right. anymore because yeah. we live over there on, in Middleton that's now. That's right. So anyway, good to have that done. Uh, Washington City, again, uh, looking for a new city manager. They yes. had, what was it, 42 applicants? 42 applicants. Cut it down to nine and then cut it down to two, two. and you're not going to tell us anything about the two that are left. That's exactly right. Darn it. <laughs> I could, you, could ask, you, you could ask me if I know them and what I think of them. I could help you with the hiring process. You Ken. could, and, you know, we may, we may dial you up for some consultation. Okay. Okay. Do I know either of them? Fifth Amendment. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> all right. All right. I won't ask any more questions Please, about a city thank manager. You. That's going to be a job, an important job for it Washington is. City. It's a very critical position, as it is in all cities. And so we're, we're taking our time and making sure we do it right. I wanted to ask you about growth. We have uh, down kind of toward, the, I guess, what would that be, northeast end of, or east end of Washington City, mm-hmm. all the departments coming in. Uh, it seems like that when those fill up, that's going to be a big time, uh, uh, just a bunch of people. All, yes. all, I, I was going to use some negative words, but I don't want to be negative about no. it. A lot of apartments, so a lot of people in a, in a small amount of space. Small, yes, it will be. It is, for me, I think it's exciting because you'll have those folks there that are in a position in their lives where they need a little bit of help finding some living. Yeah, living space and living quarters, and uh, that's what those uh, apartment complexes are designed to be and to have. That's you know that's what um, uh, accelerated that stoplight that we have there now, and we, yeah. we have that in and up and running, which I'm very very grateful for. I, I've actually known a couple of people have been in accidents at that intersection, so it's good to have a stoplight in now it's for very sure. Good. So and it's going to continue to grow just like the rest of the county. We do have other projects in the works. There's another one in the works just west of that one that's another apartment complex. Then we have the Ovation at Avamir, that big retirement community mm-hmm. that's that's going in. And 
Wow. They're trying to get up and running here within the next uh, three or four months. So. We've had, you know, we've had some people call on this show and talk about growth and uh, you know, if we'd stop building so many dang things and not as many people would come. And, and uh, you know, I look at it and go, well, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is they're coming anyway. Right. Got to put them somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know as a mayor, that's one of the issues that you face because, I mean, there's, there's pro-growth mayors, there's anti-growth mayors, and most mayors are probably more middle of the road. How do you, as a mayor, how do you, uh, as a leader of your city, how do you deal with the fact that a lot of people want to come and live here? Well, you deal with it when it comes to you. I don't know if, I, if that sounds right, but, you know, when I was first in, in 2010, I had several people that would come in and say, hey, we're here, let's stop the growth. And, I, and my, <laughs> my answer would be, well, how long have you been here? And I said, you know, in 1997 and 2000 and 2005, we had the same type of sentiment when people moved in at that time. So if if we would have listened to that sentiment, you would probably be living in XYZ place. Mesquite. Mesquite. Or, or, or Fillmore. Or, or Grand Junction or, or yeah. somewhere that, that's not here. You know, we we have a wonderful place that we can call home here in washington county washington city so but but Kenny, does the growth endanger that it could you know that's why i think we need to have really good planning in your master plans your strategic plans you know one of the challenges washington faces is how do we keep the small town feel yeah from when it was 5,000 people to now we're, we're, I think, a little over 32,000 people. And how do we take our geographic boundary, such as the Black Ridge, that that kind of separates Coral Canyon, the freeway separates the Green Spring area, the river separates the fields, and then you have the downtown. And so how do you take all that, merge it in, and create a small town, if that's what you want, a small town feel. Mm-hmm. My personal feeling is it's up to you. You, as a as a resident of Washington City, can create that within your family should you want to. Participate in those Cotton Days events, the, the 4th of July that we've held there for 60-plus years, you know, where our family has cooked the breakfast for 60-plus years other events, you know, you come and join our community center and the events that go on there. There are a lot of events. We have a Staley Farm down there that does that thing on during the uh, Halloween mm-hmm. season. Corn, corn maze, corn and, maze haunted. and all that. That is part of what Washington's all about. And you can choose to join that and embrace it and really take that to heart. Or you can complain that we're too big and we should stop growth. Well, so far, I think I think you're doing the right thing, Kenny. I know that uh, it's got to be a huge challenge because uh, how does someone who lives out in the fields, you know, uh, relate to someone who lives at the far end of Green Springs, you know, exactly. or, or right. downtown yeah. or, or one of the people in the new apartment buildings, you know, right. what do they have in common? Probably not a ton except for they are Washington City residents. residents. Yeah. So, you know, Andy, that brings another point. And I think it behooves – what a great word. And it behooves us uh-huh. to, as families, when you move into this area, 
because a lot of them are looking for. That was my one minute cue. Oh, are there one minute? They're looking for the change. That's why they came here. They're looking to change, so they can embrace that and really, really get into it if they if they prefer. Some don't. Some just want to make this area like where they just came from. Yeah. And, you know, we love it here. However, you don't have this. You don't have this. You don't have this. You don't have this. And my question is, well, then why did you move here? Yeah. You know, all that stuff was at your life, away from there. Other place. Yeah. We we want you here. We embrace that. We we think that you can become a great contributor to our cities, and so. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's going to be a challenge both for, if, well, for you, for John Pike or whoever ends up the mayor of all these cities. Uh, you know, John, uh, Rick Rosenberg, John mm-hmm. Brammel, Chris Rice, all, all these mayors, uh, you guys are, are, are right on the front line yeah. of uh, what's going on because you got people moving in here. And, and it's a blast. I tell you, is it? it is a blast. I, I enjoy it. Kenny, thank you for coming on. Mayor of Washington City, Kenny Nielsen. Thank you. Andy. Always good to see you. Good luck Always with your golf game. Always great to see you. Thank keep, you. Keep that handicap keep under that 10. Pickleball. Do you, you get a handicap in pickleball, or do you have a, uh, a level of professionalism? What is it? Nah, they, they actually have world rankings and really? stuff, but no handicap. Okay. So, out of time. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Andy.